Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, everybody. My name is Layla, and you're listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you could join us this morning. But before we get into the Word, let's take a moment and pray. Lord, we just thank you for who you are, God, and we thank you for your Holy Spirit that you have sent to guide us into all truth and show us things to come, Lord. We thank you for the strength that you equipped each of us with, Lord, and that we're able to take part in your marvelous plan for the redemption of the whole earth, Lord. We thank you for your goodness, Lord, and your mercy, and we thank you for your provision and your peace that surpasses all understanding, Lord. We thank you for your love and your kindness and the forgiveness that you have shown each and every one of us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everybody. Glad to have you with us as we continue our study on the Lord's house. And at this point, we're still continuing discussing the bronze laver. But before we get into the word, I just want to ask that uh, if you are blessed by this message or any of the previous ones you may have heard that you like them, that you subscribe on this or any one, any number of the platforms we can find a day of prayer and that you would share the message with someone else. So first that they can grow in the knowledge and relationship with our Lord and Savior, but also that they too can be blessed. So, um... That being said, let's get into the word, shall we? And with that, can I get a volunteer to reread Exodus 30, verses 17 through 21, please? I will. All right, LaCharles. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, You shall make a laver of a bronze with its base also bronze for washing. You shall put it between the tabernacle of meeting and the altar, and you shall put water in it. For Aaron and his son shall wash their hands and their feet and and water from it when they go into the tabernacle of meeting or when they come near the altar to minister to burn an offering made by fire to the lord they shall wash with water lest they die so they shall wash of their hands and their feet so they shall wash their hands and their feet lest they sh lest they die and it shall be a statute forever to them to him and his descendants throughout their generations mm -hmm. amen amen um I want to ask this question before we, we really get into discussing this. Because um, in the last episode, we talked about a lot of different things. How does everybody understand what the laver was for? Or what is your understanding of what the bronze laver was for? Uh, I think it was used to cleanse their hands and feet. Okay, so purification. And what else does it represent? I don't know. The baptism with water, like with John the Baptist and even what Jesus did to the disciples. Okay. Which is symbolic of? The Holy Spirit. The resurrection. Death, burial, and resurrection, right? Yes. That's what when we were discussing in the previous episode about John the Baptist coming and baptizing, right? John the Immerser, right? Yes. But uh, that wasn't the first baptism. Actually, if you would turn with me to Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 10. 
verse 2, the Apostle Paul says that, well, I'll, I'll read verse 1 and 2. He says, Moreover, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware that all our fathers were under the cloud, all passed through the sea, all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. I shall continue reading through verse 4. All ate the same spiritual food, all drank the same spiritual drink, for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. So, you find this. Actually, if I can get a volunteer to turn to Exodus 14 and read verse 31. Say where again, honey? Exodus 14, verse 31. Uh, just verse 31, Dad, or other verses with it? Uh, verse 31 pretty well captures it. Thus Israel saw the Exodus 14. Actually, 30. read verse 30 and 31, please. <laughs> yes, Dan. Forgive me. Thank you. So the Lord saved Israel that day out of the hand of the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. Thus Israel saw the great work which the Lord had done in Egypt, so the people feared the Lord and believe the Lord and his servant Moses. Mm-hmm. Amen. So, do we see what happened there? The, the Israel, the Hebrews at the time, the nation of Israel, after being brought out of Egypt, was literally trapped between the Egyptians who were coming for them and the Dead Sea. Mm. Yes. But the Lord uh, made them pass through on dry ground. So you see even in there the transition from death to life. Because when they came up on the other side, then the waves came back in and took out the Egyptians. Yes. There were no more. They were free. They were a new people. And then... So there, that's Moses' baptism. And it doesn't stop there, actually, in Joshua. I need to find my place here. Forgive me. Hey, John. Yes, it, brother. I like where you're going with this, but wouldn't it be just as important also here to point out that it's not symbolic of death, burial, and resurrection, but it's a resurrection into a new life. Absolutely. There's something new happening. The well, old is gone. Amen. I love it, brother. And that's where we were going to with the next piece. Because in Joshua, right, he talks about how in the book of Joshua, Mm -hmm. they discuss how the Levites are carrying the ark to enter or to cross the Jordan and Mm -hmm. enter into the promised land. Mm -hmm. So, again, going from wandering in the wilderness and death and all these things are following them and now entering into something new or, or the that generation entering into the the new thing that the Lord had promised yes, new the life the new generation the new generation the old generation is now gone exactly right. and the the new ones are the ones that were born in the wilderness a lot of most of them were born in the wilderness so they hadn't been baptized in the red sea through the the baptism of Moses so they had to now be cleansed and purified in that way, baptized again, coming through the Jordan with Joshua. And that's in Joshua 3.17. 
if I get a volunteer to read that. I will. All right, Dean. Thanks, Dean. Now the priest bearing the Ark of the Covenant of the Law stood firmly on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan, and all Israel was passing over on dry ground until the nation finished passing over the Jordan. Amen. So you see the similarity there. It's still Moses' baptism, as it were, but it's symbolic of, as you pointed out, Dean, resurrection into Christ and the new thing that he is doing. New life in him. So I just wanted to share that, and then I, now I want to open up the floor to give everyone the opportunity of what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you, and of course to ask any questions that you have. All right? Okay. So who'd like to begin? Which church you can go. Okay. Um, what the Lord was showing with me was I have been discussing previously because in most of this uh, in Exodus it was talking about how it was supposed to be for Aaron they're supposed to pass on a generation and generation but what the Lord was also showing me here was that although the Aaron's sons weren't quite at the steps where they're doing literally everything Aaron was doing he was showing me that we had to prepare and still put in the same effort that like you're saying with us you're saying it's not going to be a magic button when you turn 18 or when you're an adult you're not going to suddenly have a epiphany and you'll be able to do everything you get to put into practice now sure you may not need it but it'll be better to not need it and have it than not to have it and still need it and i can see that's here and lord showing was that say that again it's better sorry. to it's better to have something and not need it in the moment mm-hmm. than to have need something, but you do not have it. Okay. Amen. It's like Amen. if you have a screwdriver, you may not need it, but if you do need it, it's better to have one. Amen to that. <laughs> and the same, it. and the, what the Lord is showing me here <laughs> was that, first of all, it applies to me. I have to put the stuff into practice and not just look at it as saying, I'm not there yet. I got people who can still go do it while... Okay, I may make a mistake, but I know somebody else can do it for me. And the Lord showing me here was that with it, it was so Aaron's sons, okay, they're not doing it, but they're seeing everything that their father was doing. And so they didn't have to go through that. And it's not, I'd say, I wish I got convoluted, not convoluted, I got slightly disorganized. I was thinking, okay, Lord, so they're just sitting there watching what their father's doing and just like twiddling their thumbs. And the Lord was saying, no, they're helping out as assistants. Mm-hmm. They weren't quite fully in the role yet, but they're still working with their father to help complete it. Mm-hmm. So there's a period of preparation? Yes. A time of preparation in order to be able to do the work. And do you understand what's happening in that time of preparation? They're being prepared to take over all the duties. Okay. And But it's not only about understanding or seeing the action there is an in teaching and training and instructing there is understanding that comes along with that for those that are willing to receive the teaching training and instruction right yes the wisdom the guidance in their life so they know not just i can replicate that action but they understand when it's needed why it's needed under what conditions right there's yes. a lot more that goes into it than just, you know, as children, we all go, well, I can, I can do that. I can replicate that action. 
with no real understanding of anything that goes behind it. And, and maybe you can replicate an action. But do you have everything that's needed to know when and why and how and that action is being done? Probably not. Most definitely not. But that comes with, I'll say, being willing to be instructed, to receive the wisdom, knowledge, understanding, and guidance that's being poured in. Yes. It matters. It matters to all of us. Moses was having this happen right now, right? This is during the the period in between. Um, oh, it's, it's known as the Feast of Weeks, right? Um, yes. This is happening during that time, the 40 days up on the mountain. 40 days and nights up on the mountain, he's receiving this. It's important. But Moses had to receive it, not only so that he could, I'll say mimic and um, just repeat what the Lord said and the instructions. But he had to teach people what to do. He had to not just give the measurements and say, hey, all right, now knock it out. There are very exacting details, no doubt. (laughs) And and as, as we've covered in here, our God's a God of details. It's not only about the details. It's about our heart, and these things also serve as, I'll say, patterns of what already exists in the heavenly. So they have to be made a certain way, and they're also there not just to instruct us in how to, how to make them here as a representation, but to remind us of how it points to Christ and how it impacts us, impacts our lives, how we are to live out our lives as a result of everything the Lord is doing. Yes. So, but that was good, sir. It matters. Absolutely matters. Anything else? Uh, I, I did actually have something else. Well, please share, sir. And then uh, what the Lord was showing here was when they're told to wash their hands, I noticed, first of all, that the Lord had repeated it twice. He said close to the beginning, then he said closer to the end. And I was originally asking the Lord why that was important. Yes, that it was like you were saying purification. He was also saying it was for their own benefits as well. And the same is true with us. And it goes back to how I was talking about we had to prepare. And I, you say don't do something um, halfway and because that starts building up habits now. And the Lord showed me here was that he was already laying them a foundation so they can live long lives. Like mommy says, she she tells us, wash your hands. If you're going to go cook or prepare food somebody for somebody, wash your hands. You may have just came out of the bathroom, but go wash your hands again. It is good practice. And Lord showed me here was that the same thing is true. Um, here, it's to apply every in every aspect of our life, not just saying, okay, that's just isolated. And I'm just going to apply it in this one section. But he was saying to apply it everywhere. Amen. Okay. Well, thank you, sir. That was it. Promise? Okay. So the Lord's talking to me to me about with the bronze labor and how since the Lord, he, again, how he gave the instructions to Moses. And so the Lord's telling me that we should take that same instruction that 
whenever the Lord tells us to do something now, to do it. Because the Lord, he reminded me of some people, they go, well, he wasn't, he's not during this time, he was earlier when they didn't have any technology. But the Lord is telling me that they still had the same problem. Sin nature is still inside of the world. Mm-hmm. Amen. So it's not technology that rids the world of sin? Yes. Absolutely. There's an impossibility. Amen. Do they still have the technology they had for the time that they were in? And it's incredible that even with the technology they ha- that we have today, that there are many that it is difficult to figure out how they accomplished many of the things that they accomplished. Mm-hmm. With all the additional technology and everything we have, Natural-minded people cannot figure out how it's done. Even though the Lord makes it very clear. There were artisans, right? Yes. Artisans that he gifted and anointed to do the work. It's incredible. What else? And then like what Bubba was saying that with sin nature, how as soon as that came into the world, that all the things that the Lord had purposely created for the world's good, it s- spoiled. And so the Lord's telling me that since they're inside the desert, if they're walking around, there's automatically going to be sand everywhere. And um, if someone is eating sand, you know that's painful and hard to eat. And so also... Inside the sand, people walk on it. And how that, where the bronze lever was, that was holy ground. And so, the priest had to wash their feet. Yes, again, to purify it, so they can come before the Lord clean. And that was it. Well, thank you, sir. Yeah, Absolutely have to be clean, right? That's what the Lord says, what? Uh, especially 1 Thessalonians 5, right? That we would be without yes. spot, blemish, or wrinkle. And so, like, as we're, as we're considering this, also keep in mind that the Lord wants us to have a consciousness mm-hmm. of coming before him in a pure way, a consciousness of the things that are important to him. Because would God still love us if you had dirt on your feet? Yes. yes of course. Would he still come and meet with you and talk with you? Yes. When he's, yes. when Moses was at the burning bush and he said, take your sandals off for this is holy ground. Do you think Moses's feet were dirty on the bottom? Yes. I've worn flip flops and I've worn sandals and I've walked in the dirt. And while I had shoes on the bottom of my feet and on the top of my feet were still dirty because of that's just what happens in the world. So and technically we're made of dirt. So putting putting that last part aside, God is not as concerned about you have a dirt particle on you as he is, as you have a consciousness and you're aware of, and you properly um, respect what he respects yes. and you're aware that he's holy. So in this, um, it's about the heart of the man, correct? Yes. That is of importance to the Lord, not the outside, but because of how we relate to the natural world that we're in, God has to give us, things that bring awareness to us of who he is so we approach him properly and we honor and respect 
what must be honored and respected. So um, there's a, a scripture that I, I really appreciate in Ezekiel. And he's, he's talking about he saw Israel when they were struggling in their blood and he picked them up and washed them and rubbed them with salt and cleaned them and cut their cord and cared for them. So in in what the Lord was describing, the outside of the, the child Israel was filthy, but he still was able to approach and come to them and love them, right? Yes. And then purify them and, and clean them up and um, make them whole to put them in a place where they were now able and prepared to receive from him the things that he had prepared for them to communicate with him in. Uh, he called it a time for love. When the time for love came, you were ready, but then they deviated off into sin. But that's not just them. That's all humanity. But I'm saying that because in this, it's more so about the appropriation of holiness and righteousness that God wants us to have on our mind. So we don't treat him as he's common, right? And we don't yes. keep ourselves in a place of being common, but we begin to approach him the way that he wants us to. So even if you have Kool-Aid stains on your face and dirt smudges, he still wants you to come to him, right? Even we yes. have the opportunity, especially now that the blood of Jesus has been shed and placed on the mercy seat for us, and he's been raised again to come boldly before the throne of grace. But that doesn't mean we come haphazardly. That doesn't mean we come in dis disrespect and a forgetting of who God is. He is yes. God. He is holy. And while we are favored before him, we still have to approach him as he's God. Right. In respect of that, yes. he's our yes. father, but he is still holy and sovereign God. So we have to keep those things in mind. Um, so yes he wanted them to do and it's also about obedience right he wanted them to yes. fulfill what he asked them to do because you can't disobey God and then approach him as though give me that God uh, you disrespected and disdained him and that is a heart matter right yes okay all right Dean do you have something you wanted to say yeah, I was in a very similar vein of thought than you, kind of echoing, <clears throat> but maybe with a little different twist in that um, I know for myself, if um, <clears throat> I'm not careful, I can um, handle my relationship with the Lord casually. Mm -hmm. um, it is on the surface of things, very easy to come before him. Mm -hmm. He's removed so many of the obstacles mm -hmm. for us to have access um, to him. And so we have to watch our heart condition in doing that. Um, as we took communion this morning before we did um, the, the podcast, you know, um, John always has reminded us, let's take a second, let's think about our hearts, right? Mm -hmm. Let's make sure we don't come before the Lord in doing this, right? Mm -hmm. from from a, from a wrong set of really mm -hmm. attitudes right mm -hmm. and i think that um there's a structure here of discipline similar to what you were talking about with obedience but like i said mm -hmm. just a little bit different twist um structure is important mm -hmm. and so 
just like what you said, did, did it really matter? I mean, in the big scheme of things, whether they washed their hands or feet. I mean, were, were they really technically clean? Did they still have bacteria growing on them? I mean, all, you know, all this. The, and they still the, had to walk a distance <coughs> to enter and touch other things. They didn't hover and float. Right, right. right. I, the thing is, we <laughs> right. don't want to miss that right. aspect of the process slowed you down mm-hmm. so that you could remember the reverence your heart needed to be, um, needed to possess. Mm-hmm. As you were coming forward, which as you continued through this process, you became closer and closer physically, mm-hmm. as we understood then, to the presence of God. Mm-hmm. And that was not something that you could do casually. Mm-hmm. And so we take the same example and lay it into our lives and everything that we do, right? Mm-hmm. Do we have disciplines in our life that make sure that we rightly consider who God is, um, at least daily, if not multiple times daily? Have we... Have we Taking the time to create structure that creates discipline, that creates a result of a heart condition, or we just, um, as uh, I said, I think I stole this one from Zig Ziglar, but it's, uh, am I a wandering generality? Hmm. Right? A lot of people wander, wander through life, just kind of like mm-hmm. as, though, as they're being tossed about by the waves, right? To Amen. and fro, right? God's word tells mm-hmm. us that, right? Mm-hmm. That wandering generality, or am I fully with purpose? As when I get up in the morning, am I rightly handling my thoughts towards God as I move into a time of getting into his word mm-hmm. and a time of praise and a time of worship, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And if not, am I stopping at these places along the way? Am I stopping at the bronze altar to wash my hands and feet, mm-hmm. you know, mentally mm-hmm. so that I come rightly before him? Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 You know, the Lord would, um, when, when Jesus was in his earthly ministry, he made a distinction. Like, you guys are doing the right things on the outside, but on the inside. And, and the Lord mentioned that in other, through other prophets prior to, but the inside of you is filthy. And you are ceremonially, you do the outward washing, but the inside is putrefied. So, as you're saying that, the, the process, of, before you just dash in there behind the, the veil and, you know, show up to God disrespectfully or you know what I mean not conscious of where you are and who he is stop stop wash your hands real quick <laughs> get your mind right get you you know think about it for a second you know wash your feet think about it for a second and um the Lord never intended for us to spend to change our focus to shift focus from looking at him contemplating him loving him adoring him hearing his voice and understanding what's on his heart to now be focused on the task that we're doing and worship the washing of hands or a feet. He never meant for that to happen. He always wanted us to stay conscious of him and um, divinely and lovingly, lovingly and divinely connected to him. So that way we understood his purpose. We understand his heart. We understand his motivations and what he wants and the desires of his heart become the desires of our heart. And what we long for and look for and look to is him. Um, and what we're talking about in, in this perspective, I can't help but think of David coming before the Lord in certain ways and Uzziah. Mm-hmm. One... 
loved God as a father and knew how the father felt about him and was able to come to him, but he kept the reverence for him in his heart because God said, this is a man after my own heart. Even when he sinned, God still, he didn't change the way he called him and how he would, how he thought of him. And, and I'm not saying that's the one sin that David did because David had a sin nature, just like we all do. Um, but the heart that he had towards God was that of dearly taking into account the matters and the concerns that the father had and um, purposing in his heart to, to align himself and remain aligned with what the king wanted. And he remembered that while he had a, a mantle and a natural authority that God gave him, he was not the king, right? Yes. yes. And he respected and honored the place that Jesus has, that God the Father has, Holy Spirit. He reverenced and honored that. But then you have another one who did who did well initially with the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. But then became lifted up and thought, I have a right to touch these things in a certain way. I have a right to come before God in this way when God did not give him that right. Yes. And so there was a, a cost and a consequence to that because he did not remain reverent to the Lord, his heart towards him in that way of remembering he's God and you need to abide by what he's already said. He's okay. If you ask for permission, right? Stop and wash your hands real quick. Meditate on him. Love him for who he is, not who you think he should be. Hmm. And then do what he says from there. But Uzziah and David had very different experiences. Did God love one more than the other? No. No. He's no respecter of persons. No, he didn't. However, the two considered him very differently. Even when David was afraid of God because, um, was it Uzzah? How do you say his when name? Uzzah died. Uzzah. Yeah. Touched, he touched the ark with his hand because they were carrying it on a cart instead of on the poles like God commanded. Yes. Even that, you know, we sometimes we have a, a mentality of, well, God loves me so I can do anything I want towards him. Oh, no. God has favored me and he's blessed me so I can just treat him however I want to. And that's not the case. He's holy. He's a good God and he's loving, but he's holy. Um, and he's holy. There's not, there's no contradiction in that. They all go yes. together. So even that, when David went back and said, oh, I see. There was a violation of what you already told us. That's what happened. Not that you... We're outside of your character and your nature, God. Not that God is someone different. That we didn't approach properly. So the heart that respects God and loves him and will do what he asks, how he asks, because he's able to make that request, that takes a moment to consider, all right, Holy Spirit, your name is Holy Spirit. <laughs> okay. That's just not a, you know, a tossing about of words that, that has literal meaning, Holy Spirit. I will come properly to you. Yes. Amen. As with everything with the Lord, right? We're, we're talking about the tabernacle and, and the Lord's house. There is a proper way to 
approach everything in there because that's what the Lord said. That's also, you see the same thing with how the Lord said to approach the Father. It's only through Him. Mm-hmm. There's, uh, I'll say, you can call it certain protocol, certain, a certain process, procedure. Not that it's all boiled down to processes and procedures. Mm-mm. But those that are truly believers, that desire to be pleasing to the Father, will do the things He asks with joy. It's not burdensome, but it's done because we love him. And that's what our Heavenly Father has said. It's done because we love him. And because we love him, it's demonstrated through our obedience. Mm -hmm. So I know that there's a lot there and um, is waiting. So we're going to pause and let the Holy Spirit minister to you and... We'll continue from there. All right. So can I get a Mm -hmm. volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right. I promise. Lord, I just thank you for today. Just thank you for showing us what all we need tonight and just purifying us and making us clean, Lord. Lord, I also just thank you for just telling us all the instructions so that we're not left in the dark. Amen. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, we love you. God bless you and have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to a day of prayers morning Bible study. This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through a day of prayer and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at a day of Click on the menu and select partner. Complete the form and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.